Hello and welcome to a new episode of the EAS podcast. In this episode, Nina and Benja, who are both members of EAS Netherlands, will talk about their experiences during their exchange to Japan. Enjoy. You can't build peace on empty stomachs. Let's bring one and one together. I watch the world from your point of view. Welcome to this new episode of the IAAS podcast. I am Nina Maaswinkel, I am a member of the IAS Netherlands, and I'm here together today with Benja Fikes. Hey there. Hello, how are you doing? I know you. Very good, thank you. It's nice that you are here today. Um, and you are also a member of the IAS Netherlands, right? Yes, yeah. I think in 2017, um, yeah, I, I founded EAS Netherlands with some friends. But you've, you are a part of the IAS Netherlands, but you are German. Yeah, so right. how does that work? Could you <laughs> tell me a little bit more about yourself? Yeah, sure. So I'm I'm German, and I came to the Netherlands for my bachelor's uh, studies. Um, and I I think at some point my study advisor sent an email saying, "Hey, look at this conference. It's in Belgium. It's yeah. it's the ICEA, the International Conference for Youth and Agriculture." And me and some study friends were like, "Oh, okay, that sounds fun. Let's go there." And uh, it was and so. Then you went where? Um, to us, to Leuven, I think. Leuven, of yeah. all places, in Belgium. Yeah. <laughs> exactly, it's actually the headquarter of EAS. Um, yeah, and then we, yeah, we learned about EAS, or IAS, however people say that. <laughs> and um, we're like, okay, of all places, why, why is there not, like, um, an office in Wageningen? Because Wageningen is the, yeah, the agricultural city. So me and my friends were thinking, okay, let's just like, I don't know, let's just organize something around it. And uh, we got some help from the university and it was actually like some some super easy stuff to do. And now, now we have ES Netherlands in Wageningen. Yeah, and there are many more members now. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah. it boomed really. Yeah. <laughs> super good. And how is it so far to be part of IAS? Just for everyone, um, IAS is International Association of Agriculture for Students. Yes. And how is it so far to be part of it? Super nice actually. Yeah. You always underestimate the like the networking power of EAS because it's like it's global and everybody knows everybody and you you just have like people to talk to all over yeah, like literally everywhere. Yeah, yeah, yeah right. And uh, I think the the nicest thing about EAS is the like the exchange weeks where you uh, are invited by another committee from an, from another location and you basically only have to pay for the travel costs, like really? your own expenses, <laughs> and the rest is just dealt with. Have you done that? Yeah, I've been to Belgium again, yeah. <laughs> and then, like on an official exchange week and in Morocco. And yeah, Morocco was super nice because it, it costs only 200 euros for the flight. Yes. Yeah. And um, we made it, uh, like we landed in Casablanca and then like we took two days more and then we started the exchange week official, officially in uh, Rabat. And uh, yeah, we did a lot, lot of nice stuff, but I didn't have to pay for anything. And it was so right. nice, like <laughs> such welcoming, warm people. And people from all over the world came there or yeah. what, how did it work? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So Sweden was invited and Spain, I think. And uh, who else? I don't know. Like it's, Normally it's like five, five countries invited. So quite international. Yeah, yeah definitely. And did you learn a lot? Uh, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> we went to a halal factory. Where really? Yeah, that's awesome. I didn't know that I needed to see that. <laughs> I saw it. It was super cool. Yeah. And then also I met this guy, Lucas, from Sweden. 
um, who actually uh, did his uh, sabbatical year after school in Regensburg, which is my hometown. Really? <laughs> yeah. Really? And I met him there in, in Morocco and we were invited, I don't know, we were in a conference on national TV in Morocco and my <laughs> sister in Germany, she watched it and she was like, who's that guy with the flower shirt? <laughs> I think I met him on a party. <laughs> Yeah, oh so, what a coincidence yeah. but so very international but at the same time so local i guess yeah yeah yeah. the world is a village <laughs> yeah wow it sounds yeah. amazing those experiences yeah yeah and but you've also done i know that because you've also done an exchange to japan but that was not part of is yeah exactly that was the my undergrad uh, exchange yeah, yeah for your bachelor right mm-hmm. and actually the funny thing is i i know you because of that because i've also been on exchange to japan and you went in which year? Uh, oh, you, oh. Yeah. <laughs> question. <laughs> two years ago? Two, two years, so 2019? I, I went in 2020, so yeah, yeah, yeah so you went in 2019, yeah. Yeah, exactly, yeah, and you went into my room in uh, in Kyoto. Yeah, so, super fun. Yeah. <laughs> so you went to Kyoto University, mm-hmm. right? And uh, why did you choose to go to Japan? Ooh, I was kind of thinking of going to... Uh, California or um, something else like this was those two options like something else or California and then I was just looking through all the universities and I was like oh wow Kyoto sounds super nice yeah and I, I don't know I've I've always had something with the the word Kyoto because of the Kyoto protocol I think okay. <laughs> I interesting know. yeah so then I thought I've never heard that explanation that you find the word interesting and so that's why you went or yeah no, and sometimes like words are like shiny to you or so, something <laughs> you just have like a kind of connection <laughs> that you can't explain yeah I think I had it with uh, Kyoto so that's why I just took that as my first mm-hmm. uh, choice and I got it luckily yeah, and yeah. so did other Dutch students went as well then, or yeah, actually um, a German friend of mine, <laughs> super he, Dutch, yeah, <laughs> not Dutch but German. Um, he um, went uh, to Tokyo at the same time as I did, so we uh, basically um, made a journey through uh, Asia <laughs> before yeah. that. Yeah, so we went to China and uh, Myanmar. And uh, I think some some place I don't know, yeah. 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 But, and was it your first time in Japan? Yeah, yeah, definitely. Really? So yeah. you were just like, okay, I like the word Kyoto. I'm just gonna go to Kyoto to Japan, <laughs> first time ever. <laughs> yeah, I think so. Yeah, because also I didn't know much about the culture and about the daily life in general in Japan. So what's a better way than just going there and finding out, right? It's not that I'm super brutal or uh, like, yeah, yeah. You were just super curious, I guess, of the of the culture and language exactly. in the country. And so how was that first time then arriving at the airport? Yeah, that was actually nice because we came from from China that day and we had a really, really uh, bad flight. It was uh, We were so tired and we arrived in Tokyo and we booked one of those... Um, hotels where you are like literally laying in a tube. What is it oh, called yeah. again? Of the... Um, I almost forgot those names. Like, yeah, you yeah, just it's basically, not... it's only like a mattress. It looks like some astronaut um, accommodation. I don't know. And we were just, yeah, we booked those like two rooms, they called it. And we arrived there and it was one, but for two people. Oh, no. <laughs> <laughs> we were so tired. Oh. We, did, we just didn't care. <laughs> and yeah, my friend, he was just like snork, uh, snork. How do you say that? Like snoring, snoring. <laughs> all the time. Oh, I just had a 
the most terrible night ever. Oh, so the first day wasn't like the best day, I guess. No, but it's really like really visible in my memory. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> so yeah I really yeah. know that. But I guess it was a bit more organized. I mean, Japan is known to be an organized country compared yeah. to the rest of Asia, I would say. Yeah, definitely. Yeah. I, I noticed that difference. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, if you yeah, if you come from China, I, I yeah, I guess yeah, the public transport is maybe more organized. Yeah. Um. That's yeah. That's true. Actually, we we went to I think Shanghai and uh yeah. I mean, it was it was similar at some point. I think. Mm, okay. But the most the biggest difference was Myanmar because that was just like like Thailand in a sense <laughs> of uh I don't know. Um. But yeah, Japan is actually pretty pretty organized and also reminded me a lot of I think Germany in a way. Yeah. Yeah. Why? Because because everything's just sorted out and you know the way mm-hmm. and even though everything is written kanji, yeah, <laughs> you yeah, still right, right. like some signs have their like their how do you say that? Uh, yeah, you don't get lost if you don't want to. Right, right. But you said the kanji. So were you struggling with the language? Because yeah, you can't read anything, right? Yeah, that's true. I think with the reading that was the hardest part because if you can't read a street sign, yeah, you're lost. I think. Yeah. After a while, did you have that many times? <laughs> no, because oh, I surrounded me. <laughs> yeah, I surrounded myself with uh, a lot of like Japanese speaking people at ah, least. Yeah. Um I had like two Japanese friends or yeah, I think like two real Japanese friends in yeah. that sense. And uh some exchange students who uh, literally did Japanese studies so they knew uh-huh. all about it and they were super hyped and also like really keen on explaining everything to me. Right. So yeah, whether I wanted it or not Every time that we like walked on the street, I got some explanations <laughs> about the culture and the history. And <laughs> but that's smart as well. You were just relying on them and yeah, your personal tour guide. In a sense, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Didn't you do that? Um, yeah, well, I mean, I, I had the same in a way. Yeah, just uh, having some Japanese friends. But on the other hand, I got lost many times. So <laughs> yeah, because I couldn't read or hear what they were saying in the bus. So I was like, is this the stop where to get off? And or can't really ask. Yeah? No, because it's like this stop or next stop you don't know so yeah true that's yeah but yeah you did some japanese language uh, courses right yeah yeah i did the eight hour class in uh it was offered by the university kyoto university right yeah, yeah. exactly and that was quite intense but i think i learned a lot like, yeah? yeah at least the reading i didn't i didn't lose that and i'm really happy about that and also i'm like with you together also yeah. doing this japanese class of iso yeah. Uh, like fresh that up, but but just to explain how how does a Japanese language work because you have multiple alphabets, right? Yeah. So you have like three alphabets. It's like the kanji is the the old Chinese uh, symbols that nobody can read. Yeah. <laughs> Even in children's books, they they sometimes put the the other alphabet on on top of it because yeah. you can't read it as a child. Yeah, right. It's like also like somebody told me that they. Even with fifty years old, you still learn new kanji because there's so many. It's crazy. And then, yeah, the second alphabet is the hiragana, and the third is the katakana. And hiragana is the um, the Japanese the basic, I would say. Like, yeah, exactly. Like the the true Japanese things. Yeah. yeah. And then the katakana is the um, things for the foreign words. Foreign think, words, you know, so mostly for English words, I would say. Yeah, yeah. like television, that you said, Terry, Yeah, right, right. <laughs> Kamala. Yeah, exactly. Oh, yeah, camera. <laughs> Kamala. So yeah. every time that you see those on the street, you know, oh, this this must be some borrowed word. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Super cool. Interesting. Actually. So that was your language course, but how was the, the university life in general? 
Mm, I think as an exchange student, you were quite, I don't know if you had the same, but I felt that we were quite separated, separated from, from, from the others, I think. From the others, you mean the Japanese students or? Yeah. And also like the graduate students, like undergrad and grad. Um, and in the classes, I think you always had like the international bubble and then, um, yeah, the Japanese, yeah, you didn't really like mingle, I think. Would you like to have that? Um, I think it was, find that way but uh because yeah and i talked to some of my fellow students and the, the english was like not on the same level as mine was and that was kind of also the reason why the classes were super easy right. for me then i think also a good thing maybe yeah so <laughs> I, I really enjoyed it because yeah. in in that system of like uh having oh yeah it's also a different system than in the netherlands uh in what way? um because you have those at least yeah, you have you have one class and one hour a week, and not that you have one class that's oh, yeah. like every day. More of week. a high school system, I would say. Yeah, exactly, like the timetable that you have. Huh? Yeah, yeah, yeah. And also super interesting that in the beginning of the semester, I had to um, do like um, a shopping list of, of classes. You had to do that too, right? Yeah, what's the shopping list? Well, yeah, you, that you have like um, a list of classes that you want to follow, and then you just like sit in the first uh, lecture of that class, and you're in the end of the lecture, you go to the, to the teacher and you say, hey, I would like to follow your class and I'm an exchange student, so I need your signature. And then in the end, you have to submit this paper of like six classes that you would like to Yeah, yeah I remember, I remember. Yeah. It was sort of like a trial you had. For exactly. the first week was just, you can go to any course you want and then you, yeah. you choose which one you liked. Exactly. Or, yeah, 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 something like that. Because you're with everything that you find interesting, then you really sort of find out what you like. Yeah, and what yeah, yeah. Yeah, so you had, like, multiple courses, right? Like, eight or nine, I guess? Yeah, I think I even had 11. 11? Uh-huh. What? Yeah, with the Japanese together. Oh, wow. Yeah. You were really busy then. Yeah. Did you have know time off? Did you have, like, uh, weekdays mm. off as well? Yeah, I think I took the Monday off. Ah, and did yeah. you did you use them to travel around a bit? Maybe yeah. some weekend trips? That's also the nice thing about, like, making your own timetable. Because all the exchange students were kind of trying to make the Friday of free and then a Monday so yeah. that you have a really long weekend. And I, yeah, I did uh, do some trips in the weekend. Yeah, where, where did you go? Do you remember? <laughs> yeah, I went to Fukuoka in yeah. the Southern Island. Um, and to Hiroshima with my roommate and my other Japanese friend. Yeah, yeah. Um, and was it different than, the, than Kyoto? Mm. Would you say? To be honest, I don't know. I, I don't. For me, no. But probably for Japanese people, it would be yeah. Okay, yeah, yeah. But I, I mean, I was so like overwhelmed with Japanese culture in general that probably like, I mean, I know the difference between Kyoto and Tokyo because of like the this modern modern city, and then on the opposite side of Kyoto is like a really traditional one. Yeah, quite a historical city with a lot of temples, exactly. right? Yeah. yeah. But for the rest. No, I wouldn't okay. know. So, so in, a, in at the end, you stayed like a total of five months. Yeah, six months even. Six months. Yeah, wow. Because, yeah, I really wanted to like have the whole of it, you know. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And you just said like it was quite overwhelming to be in Japan. Would you say you had like a culture shock or? Mm, no, I think no, because I had like too many friends that were kind of keeping me safe in that sense of getting <laughs> yeah, yeah, culture yeah. shock. So every time I had a question or. Uh, I had a problem, or for example, yeah, I was buying a bike once and I didn't have any troubles with that because my friend just wrote me like a Japanese note saying, hello, I want to buy this bike. 
So what do we? So what? Yeah, exactly. How much uh, <laughs> is it? Yeah. So that um, I never had any like. I was never really overwhelmed with everything that I was experiencing. It was just like nice to have all all people around me that could help me. And yeah, yeah, good. Mm-hmm. Sounds good. And what about the food? Like, I mean, everybody is dreaming of the the Japanese food. Did you have a lot of sushi or? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I had this challenge with myself of eating sushi every day in Japan. <laughs> and did you manage? I think I think I did it. I did no it way. Because you have those convenience stores. Wait, 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 recap. Six months of sushi every day. I mean, it was only like two rolls. So it was also, also, yeah. What I found out, because I thought, okay, I'm just going to eat sushi every day. And then what by sushi, I meant those maki rolls, right? But I, I found out that the locals don't call that sushi. They just call that maki rolls. <laughs> but sushi to them was like raw fish. Yeah, the, the, yeah. okay. So, so yeah. officially... Obviously, I know. I did. According to Japanese standards, not, but maybe to yeah, to my standards, yeah. I think I did a pretty good job. <laughs> oh my god! Yeah, and do you have like one authentic experience where you were like, "Oh, this was amazing!" One restaurant that I remember, I had some really good. I don't know, ramen or sushi or. Oh yeah, so many actually. Yeah. <laughs> That's also why I want to go back because I had so many good food experiences. Oh, okay, yeah. I think yeah, but. Um, yeah, no, really, no. it's just overwhelming. <laughs> yeah, but you know that they they um say that you have to eat this poisonous fish. What is it called? Yeah, I don't remember, it, but I do know what you mean. Yeah, Japan is famous for one of the of eating poisonous fish, and I think if if it is not being properly, then you can die like immediately <laughs> yeah. at the restaurant. And yeah. did you try? No, I didn't. But I, I, I really didn't want to either. But they were <laughs> you like, "I want to die." <laughs> no, exactly. Yeah, yeah. That that was kind of actually. Yeah, I think I had one. Tr- by the way, one thing that comes yeah. to my mind right now that um, my father came to visit and he was working in Tokyo. So one day we went to Tokyo and then we found out that there's this amazing fusion kitchen. Uh, restaurant called Nobu, mm-hmm. and we've been there in London already. And they have one location also in Tokyo, and we we went there obviously to just like find out whether yeah. it was the same as in London. It was even better. It was just great. Yeah. We had this, what is it called, black cod? And yeah. back in London, and like when I was fifteen or so, I was like crying because it was so good. <laughs> and this time, yeah, it was it was super good. Yeah, that will stay in your mind forever. I think. Yeah. <laughs> so, believe. And then after uh, you said six months, you came back to the Netherlands or Germany. To the Netherlands, yeah. Directly. How was that to be Ooh, back? I actually missed it immediately. Yeah? Like, yeah, I, I really wanted to go back immediately. Yeah, I had to finish my bachelor's and I did some classes, but I just found it kind of kind of boring. I don't know. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I really like the adventures of the daily life in Kyoto. Yeah, so many new different things, I would say. Yeah, and also Wageningen is super small. Eh? Yeah, and Wageningen is, is a student village with like 40,000 citizens. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. 40,000 citizens and like 13,000 students, I think. Yeah, yeah. So it's like... It's or, like no, no, it's ten, with 10,000 students. Oh, okay. <laughs> a lot of way around. I mean, yeah. A lot of students. Yeah. Yeah. And Kyoto is like a big city. Yeah, it's like 1.2 million, yeah, I think. Yeah, so it's, it's quite different. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. And what are you doing now? Uh, I'm uh, finishing my master's right now. Mm-hmm. I'm busy with my thesis. Um, so basically, I'm just like planning, managing my 
my time as I want to have a lot of free time. <laughs> and when do you finish your thesis? Mm, when? Yeah, when? In, uh, <laughs> in, in August. Hopefully. <laughs> yeah, I hope Hopefully. in August. And yeah. do you have any future plans for after your thesis or after your master's? Are you going to work? Mm, yeah, several options and I, I'm still not... Uh, I'm, I, I still haven't decided on what I will do, but most probably I'm going to travel with my best friend if... If the pandemic is allowing for it. Yeah. And I think that we're uh, going to take the Trans-Siberian Railway. And I think... Wow. I def definitely want to go to Japan. <laughs> so you're going back to Japan after all. <laughs> yeah. It's a coincidence that we talk about wow. it right now. But yeah, that was yeah. the plan. Yeah. Amazing. So you're going to take the Trans-Siberian Express. Yeah. Or the Trans-Mongolian Express. Okay. And so but, where do you start? Um, You start... Okay. If you want to start from here, you take the bus. <laughs> Um, to Utrecht. Oh, no, just kidding. You start in Moscow. Yeah. At least the, tra the train starts in Moscow and it goes all the way through Siberia at the um, eastern corner of Rus Russia. You end in Vladivostok. Mm -hmm. And from there you can take the ferry to uh, to Japan. And that's if you take the Trans-Siberian. Okay. And if you take the Trans-Mongolian, you go all the way through China. Yeah. It's like, yeah. But So the ferry, you said, how long does it take? <laughs> what do you think <laughs> like way too long it's um 44 hours <laughs> 44 hours and then yeah. you go to japan yeah and the then you are i think on honshu on wow. the on the central island of uh, japan and wow yeah i think then <laughs> you need like some three days of sleep <laughs> <laughs> and how long does the, the does the train ride take Mm, one and a half weeks or two weeks, I think. But you stop on the way. I yeah, I, I definitely want to. I've never been to Russia, and I think it's nice to stop uh, if you're there already. So yeah, no. totally. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Right. Sounds amazing. <laughs> yeah, yeah. If it's not in the winter. And would you recommend, like, just to go back to Japan? <laughs> would you <laughs> would you recommend uh, going on exchange or just going to Japan in general? Ooh. Okay. I think. Um, yeah, in both cases, yes, of course. Yeah. But I think it's even nicer to be an exchange student because you have like much more things. There's so much to see, you know? Yeah. Um, um, but as a tourist, like as just like a regular vacation goer, I think it's, uh, the, the, the most advantageous thing in Japan is that you get this railway ticket. What is it called? The, the Japanese yeah. railway ticket, something like that. Yeah. yeah, you get something like an interrail for a really, really cheap price where you can uh, take this high-speed Japanese train, the Shinkansen. But only as a tourist, not uh, yeah. as a student. It depends on your visa. <laughs> yeah, so if you go as a tourist, your advice would be take that train. Uh, Definitely. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's going like 300 kilometers per hour and it's crazy yeah, bullet train yeah the bullet train bullet yeah. train yeah exactly Shinkansen, right yeah that's how it's called yeah yeah so, and what advice would you give people if they go on exchange uh go to kyoto <laughs> yeah kyoto university <laughs> go to kyoto university it's a really nice university <laughs> uh don't go live in the university dorms i think that's hmm. comparable to prison <laughs> yeah. yeah i, I think it was so. nice that the people like I don't know. There are a lot of international people coming together there. Yeah, maybe it depends. Like maybe it depends on on the on the dormitory that you're in. You had a bad experience, right? I I had this uh, full twenty four hours surveillance. Uh, <laughs> a bit like prison. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Where you weren't allowed to have guests and uh, had oh, to yeah. bring your own like kitchen stuff and everything. So it. I mean, okay, you can have some nice dormitories. I think in the international community, and theirs are great. 
But I would recommend, I would definitely recommend to go live uh, in a share house in the city. Yeah, right. Like you and we did. Yeah, yeah, of <laughs> course, the international houses. Yeah. Okay, so, um, yeah, in the future, you're going back to Japan, I guess. <laughs> but where do you see yourself in 10 years? Oof. Wow, I think that we'll take another podcast. <laughs> <laughs> maybe that's a good... Maybe I'll just cut it off. Like, <laughs> you, can you answer that question? <laughs> it's up to you, Benya. Uh, yeah. <laughs> no answer? No answer. Okay. I don't know. It's in the air. Well, I would say next pos- podcast, maybe. <laughs> All right. That would be nice. <laughs> uh, thank you very much for being here. I really enjoyed it. Yeah, sure. Thanks. It was really nice. And thank you for listening. <laughs> Bye. And that was it for this week's episode. Special thanks to Benja for telling her story and Nina for doing the interview. This podcast has been produced by Thomas and me, Ardi, promoted by Festus and his team, and was sponsored by Wageningen University and Research. Thank you for listening, and we will meet you again next week with a new interview from a different continent. You can't build peace on empty stomachs. Let's bring one and one together. I watch the world from your point.